Hello and welcome to the LDS study session with Come Follow Me. This is episode uh, series 2, episode 21, and we are going to now begin our Come Follow Me study for the week of January the 20th to January 26th, 1st Nephi chapters 11 to 15, armed with righteousness and with the power of God. We are going to look in the first personal study section today, which uh, it covers 1st Nephi 11, which is titled, God Sent Jesus Christ as an Expression of His Love. And I can just see already that this week we're going to struggle to get through all the content. There is so much within this uh, rich uh, vision that, that Nephi has. Now, we are going pick to up, pick up where we left off from our last study of the Come Follow Me materials, where Nephi was desiring to know what his father had seen. Uh, and then in verse chapter 11, verse 1, it says... For it came to pass, after I desired to know the things that my father had seen, and believing that the Lord was able to make them known unto me, as I sat pondering in my heart, I was caught away in the spirit of the Lord, yea, into an exceedingly high mountain which I had never before seen, and upon which I had never set my foot. There's a couple of things here that I want to pick out, which we learn from this experience. Firstly, that uh, Nephi was pondering in his heart. This is clear that... Um, the action of meditation or pondering is vital in the process of receiving revelation. David O. McKay uh, said this uh, about the practice of meditation. He said, quote, I think we pay too little attention to the value of meditation, a principle of devotion. Meditation is the language of the soul. It is defined as a form of private devotion or spiritual exercise consisting in deep continued reflection on some religious theme. Meditation is a form of prayer. Meditation is one of the most secret, most sacred doors through which we pass into the presence of the Lord. Close quote. Um, so that is an important principle, that this meditation is, is a form of prayer, this pondering. And I think that because of today's world, and I, I definitely fall victim to this, is that we, we start with study with a prayer, we read through the things, we, we kind of listen to the promptings as we're studying, then we close a prayer, then we go, because, you know, we've got a busy day to get on with and lots of things to do. But this this process of meditation, just really sitting and, and pondering and, re- and reflecting on things, is <clears throat> perhaps something that we miss. And Nephi clearly was doing this, and this is what led uh, to this great vision. Another thing that we learn about in this, in this very first verse is uh, the principle of the temple and how the temple is a place of learning. Of, of course, uh, in the scriptures, when we read of an exceedingly high mount or the mountain of the Lord, we uh, we see this uh, parallel as a temple. Of course, Nephi wasn't in the physical temple, uh, but it was a temple-like experience. Uh, Book of Mormon Central, in, a, in an OY, number 396, talks about uh, the endowment and how the Book of Moses and the Book of Mormon help us understand the endowment. Um, it says, the, the, quote, the accounts of Moses and Nephi remind us all of the significance of the temple. In these sacred buildings, we are symbolically being invited into God's presence to partake of all that he has to offer us. We should all strive to think a bit more about the grandeur of our temple experiences. And remember that when we are in the temple, the house of the Lord, we follow in the footsteps of Moses and Nephi and are truly in the company of God and stand in holy places. In relation to the temple and the learning in the temple, uh, I'm not going to go too much into detail or go to these uh, uh, references, but if you're interested, uh, the, 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 the principles that we learn in the temple are within this vision as well. 
which again just identifies just how close, uh, closely connected the Book of Mormon is to the thing to be, well, how it, is. it does contain the fullness of the everlasting gospel. Obedience and sacrifice, if, you, if we look in 1 Nephi chapter 11, verse 25, and 1 Nephi chapter 11, verses 32 to 33, we find those principles. The gospel itself, we find in 1 Nephi chapter 13, cha uh, verses 24 to 36. The law of chastity is within these, is within these verses. In 1 Nephi chapter 13, verses 7 to 8 and 34, and 1 Nephi chapter 14, verses 10 to 17. And finally, consecration, 1 Nephi chapter 13, verses 7 to 8. Um, all the principles that we learn uh, also within the temple are within these verses. If you're interested to find out more, then I would look up the actual know why itself, uh, because it, it gives those references there, and uh, you're able to kind of delve deeper with that. But again, fascinating things that we learn from the, the pages of the Book of Mormon. So that was Know Why 396 with Book of Mormon Central, if you're interested. Uh, we're going to move on with our study uh, to verse... Well, I want to make a point about 11, chapters 11 to 14 with Nephi's vision. There are 39 examples, from, on my count, of active learning that Nephi does. Uh, you know, asking questions, um, having questions asked of him, uh, saying things like, he looked and he asked, he bare record... Uh, there are a number of instances within just these chapters where Nephi physically does something to learn more. Uh, and that is a, a model that we should learn, that when we are seeking information, it's not simply a case of asking one question, but we need to be searching and seeking and asking. Um, and, you know, this is a great example of this. In First Nephi chapter 11, verse 16, we learn of this. Uh, the angel says, once the, heaven, the, the vision's open to Nephi, uh, it says, And he said unto me, Knowest thou the condescension of God? And in verse 17, Nephi says, And I said unto him, I know that he loveth his children. Nevertheless, I do not know the meaning of all things. So, again, a lesson to learn here, that we can have trust in the Lord, that as long as we have faith in him and know that he loves his children, then we can have trust in him. Uh, but... Concerning the condescension of God, uh, Bruce R. McConkie said this, quote, The condescension of God, meaning the Father, consists in the fact that though he is an exalted, perfected, glorified personage, he became the personal and literal father of a, of a mortal offspring born of a mortal woman. And the condescension of God, meaning the Son, consists in the fact that though he himself is the Lord Omnipotent, the very being who created the earth and all things that in it are, yet being born of mortal woman, he submitted to all the trials of mortality, suffering, temptations and, bod and pain of body, hunger, thirst and, th and fatigue, even more than man can suffer except to be unto death, finally being put to death in a most ignom ignominious manner. Close quote. We know that the condescension of God, uh, both the Father and the Son, happened with what Nephi was shown next. Uh, and it's interesting that uh, it, it, the way that uh, Nephi is shown this, he isn't just shown, once he is shown the condescension of God, the Son of God being t uh, suffering or being put under trial or being tortured or being killed, he actually is shown from the very beginning with uh, Mary. Uh, in verse 18 it says, And he said unto me, Behold, the virgin who, whom thou seest is the mother of the Son of God, after the manner of the flesh. Why did Nephi get shown Mary? 
before being shown the Saviour, who we understand as being an expression of God's love. That is the purpose of our study today. Why why begin with a a vision of Mary uh, before continuing on with the vision? Well, uh, if we look at uh, another no why from Book of Mormon Central, number 10, what does the Virgin Mary have to do with the Tree of Life? Uh, There's an interesting um, point. Uh, There was an an, an important connection made between the Tree of Life and the Virgin Mary. It says, quote, "The, The adjectives describing the Virgin, most beautiful, exceedingly fair, white, compared to those describing the tree, exceeding beauty and exceeding the whiteness of the driven snow, are synonyms. Just as the tree bore fruit, the Virgin bore a child. Clearly, Peterson noted, the glimpse given to Nephi of the Virgin Mother with her child is the answer to his question about the meaning of the tree. Indeed, it is evidence that in some sense the Virgin is the tree. Close quote. Now, obviously, with the tree, with the tree of life vision, we have the the standard uh, analogies that are drawn. The uh, the fruits of the tree are are the love of God, specifically the ordinances available to God's children, which give the love uh, of God or demonstrates the love of God. The rod of iron is the iron rod. The, the, the building is the uh, pride of the world. The, the mist of darkness are the temptations and so on. But there are also different layers, layers for, this, uh, for this analogy. Indeed, it can be related to the plan of salvation. And here it can also be related to, uh, to Mary being the tree and the saviour of the world being the fruit. Um, in, and interestingly, in other uh, ancient in, in ancient Israelite religion, there was a belief about a mother goddess who was, was related to a tree. Similar to uh, Egyptian beliefs, there was a mother goddess who was, again, uh, related to a tree. Uh, and there's a lot of evidence that shows there that you know examples from other cultures demonstrated that this was all pointing toward the, the Son of God, to, to the Saviour. So even other faiths, point toward the saviour in, in some of their beliefs uh, and I think it's fascinating that uh, we, we know that we have this great vision, this great tree of life vision to be able to help us to know uh, how important Mary was and also how vital her, her seed was or the saviour of the world was for all, all men all mankind uh, I am going to stop there. I was There was a couple of more points I wanted to make in this episode, but I'll leave them for tomorrow and add a couple more things on. Uh, I hope you've enjoyed the study today. If there's anything you've been studying, I'd love to hear it at mattsroberts 90 on Twitter or email ldsstudysession at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and until we meet again.